Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Kylie Camps, owner of the Kind Parenting Company, wife, proud mom of twin boys, and happiness advocate. This podcast is a place for women who want more from life. It's your time to cultivate more self-care, compassion, happiness, love, and confidence. Let's have real conversations to help you feel better, choose better, and live your best life. Welcome to episode number 11. Today's podcast is words to live by. And when I say words to live by, what I mean is... I wanted to share with you some words, some sayings, quotes, affirmations, mantras, whatever you want to call them, that have made a really big difference in my life at different stages and for different reasons. So I thought it could be cool to sit down and just pop them all together in one podcast, just in case any of these strike a chord with you. I always think it's interesting how different quotes can mean different things to different people. And it's just dependent upon the circumstance that you're in right now or the meaning that you give it. But for me, this list of words of sayings that I want to share with you today have really, really stuck with me for one reason or another, and I find myself coming back to them. So the first one is... Do not reason with the unreasonable. Now, I love this quote and I've included it a few times in our toddler life program because it can relate directly to kids. Do not, don't enter into reasoning with the unreasonable. It can certainly apply to when your kids have gone into meltdown mode or tantrum mode and you're trying to reason with them. Just come back to that saying and remind yourself, you know what? I can't reason with them right now because they're unreasonable, so I'm just going to be there for them. I also love that quote when it comes to, I guess, getting on the same page as someone that you feel is being unreasonable. If someone is acting a little crazy, you just can't get your head around their behavior or their way of thinking, and in your mind you deem them as unreasonable, maybe don't even waste your breath trying to reason with them. I think that that's a really, really good one to remind yourself of, particularly if you are the sort of person who finds yourself getting frustrated when people don't see things the way that you see them. You cannot reason with the unreasonable. It may just also apply if someone is not in a sound state of mind, perhaps they've been drinking or just they're not thinking straight. Just remind yourself of that little one before you go down the path of driving yourself crazy, getting someone to see your point of view if you already truly deem them as unreasonable. Now, the next one is do not accept criticism from someone who you would not accept advice from. And I really, really feel that one. I think it's a powerful one. We all have people in our life who are continually nitpicking or offering up their point of view, their criticisms of what you're doing and how you're doing life. 
And it can be really hard not to take that on board or to take it personally. But I love to look at things objectively and just ask yourself, do you need to really accept their criticism of how you're doing your life if you would not accept advice from them? If you don't value their life experience, their qualifications, their opinions enough, don't take it on board. Don't take on board their negativity if you wouldn't turn to them and seek their opinion in a positive light anyway. And when it comes to seeking advice or taking on board people's advice, I think it's really, really important to objectively assess whether the person giving you advice is actually qualified to give you that advice. Now, we all have opinions and it's great to sit and have a chat and share those. But when it comes to advice, when I say, are they qualified? I don't mean, do they have the necessary paperwork? Do they have the degree to be giving out that advice? I just mean, are they living their life in that area to a degree that you yourself admire? If they're giving you criticism on how you run your business or what you eat or anything, how you parent, but you wouldn't turn to them for business mentoring or you wouldn't turn to them for healthy living advice or you wouldn't turn to them for parenting advice, then maybe just be very, very aware of that. And rather than treating it as gospel, as this is what you need to take on board or as a reflection of you, just treat it as optional, conversational opinions. You don't have to take everything on board. You can put a little force field around yourself and just remind yourself, hey, I'm not going to accept criticism from someone who I don't hold in the highest regard when it comes to that facet of my life anyway. Next is another one that I feel applies to a lot of different areas, and that is let the silence do the work. I love that. I apply that to my kids all the time. If they're stuttering to get something out, if they're taking a long time to get a story out, if I'm waiting for them to course correct and tell the truth or to figure things out on their own, letting the silence do the work is powerful. It's also an amazing tool for connecting and communicating, even though it might be the opposite of what you think when you think of communication. You may think, oh, communication is straight away words, you know, it's verbally speaking or it's body language, but having the space to allow someone to express themselves is important. So letting the silence do the work Allowing your partner, your significant other, your friend, your neighbor, the chance to actually gather their thoughts and say something rather than just be continually filling space. It also applies to if you're feeling overwhelmed and you can't think clearly, you feel like you're having trouble being mindful, giving yourself some solitude and some silence can be golden for getting your thoughts straight. So getting up a little bit earlier before the family and having 15 to 20 minutes of solitude where you're not listening to a podcast, where you're not scrolling social media, where you're just allowing the silence to do the work, as I've said a couple of times now. It can also be really, really helpful to lean on this saying when it comes to having space from people in your life who may not be 
I guess, serving you. And I don't mean serving you as in, you know, everyone in your life should be coming to you and meeting you. I just mean for those people who maybe don't bring out the best in you and you need to have space, let the silence do the work there as well. Now, the next one is a saying that I heard yesterday when I was in the car with my husband, Matt, and he was listening to a Aubrey Marcus podcast, and I don't even know the name of the lady that he was interviewing, but she was speaking about the power of manifesting, and she said, manifesting is consciously creating a life you love. And I just thought, yep, I need to jot that down because I really, really believe in that. And I've done a podcast on this topic where I talk about the power of visualizing vision boards and manifesting, but I just love that definition of manifesting, consciously creating a life you love. So making a choice every single day, making multiple choices throughout the day to really cultivate and craft a life you love, which brings me to another point. If it's not a hell yes it's a hell no. That is one that I have been leaning on for a long time now, particularly last year when I felt like I had so many opportunities coming my way. And when they first started coming my way, I was saying yes to everything. And look, there are times, particularly when you are starting out in business, that you feel like you need to say yes to everything. But for me, having that quote of going, is it a hell yes? If it's not, then it's a hell no, made me really, really accountable for what I truly wanted to do. So for me, if it was a hell yes, that meant that it aligned with my highest values. And if it didn't align with those values, it wasn't a hell yes, which meant it was a hell no. And so I could have that quick and easy system. So rather than putting things off and mulling over things and talking myself in and out of opportunities, I would just make that clear cut decision and go, you know what? It's not the right fit for me right now. Thank you all the same, but it is a hard no. And I just love that. It made life so much easier because I feel like when we say yes, when we really want to say no, we end up paying the price in one way or another. And sometimes that might be actually paying the price financially, but What I'm most referring to is we pay the price with our energy, with our mood, with our emotions, because we know that we don't want to do it. We dread the thought of it. When we're there, we feel taxed and we just know in our soul, this is not a fit for me and I shouldn't be here. The next one I want to share with you is an affirmation that I used a lot. I'm talking a shit ton, particularly when the boys were really, really little. And that is, I can do hard things. And I know that that sounds so simple and so basic, but holy moly, that saying, just repeating to myself over and over again, I can do hard things was a game changer for me in the early days of having twins. Because I remember I got myself into a bit of a rut of continually telling myself how hard things were because it is hard. Well, it was hard for me anyway. It might not be for everyone who has newborn twins, but I certainly found it a challenging time with all sorts of emotions running high. And I noticed one day that my internal soundtrack was saying, this is hard. This is hard. This is really hard. Holy shit. This is so hard. And I tuned into that soundtrack and I heard that and I thought, oh, 
okay, Kylie, that is not helping you. Not one bit. All that's doing is making you feel worse. And it's kind of just amplifying the challenges that are in front of you. So I made a conscious effort to flip that on its head. And rather than repetitively telling myself how hard it is, I started telling myself, I can do hard things. Yep, this is hard, but I can do hard things. And that got me through some of the long, lonely nights and the long days as well. I really, really love that one. So if you're going through a tough time at the moment and you find yourself continually repeating to yourself how hard it is, maybe lean into that mantra. Start using that as an affirmation. I can do hard things. I can do hard things and just keep repeating it over and over again because you can. The next one is we accept what we believe we deserve at a deep level. So if you believe deep down that you are unworthy, then it is more likely you will accept unworthy behavior from those around you and also from yourself. So if you feel like you are not worthy of living a big life, if you feel like you're not worthy of having a body you love or having a career that you love or a family or whatever it could be, it could be anything. If you really feel like you're not worthy of that, then subconsciously you will continually find ways to self-sabotage to ensure that that belief that you have becomes reality because that feels safe to you. So really working on identifying what your deep down belief system is And that's hard. It is really, really hard to go back and work out in your deep subconscious, what do you believe to be true about yourself? And have you ever questioned it? Because most of us have these stories about who we are or what we deserve. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Or what life should be like. And we get that from our childhood, we learn that from our parents. And it's deep-seated, it's planted in the back of our brains, in our subconscious. And it can be hard to actually get to a point where you realize, okay, is my belief actually true? How can I challenge it? How can I change it? How can I make sure that I start to believe that what I deserve is actually good for me? So if you find yourself in a situation in life that is less than desirable, And I mean, of course, there are things well out of your control. So please, I don't want this to be taken out of context. There are certainly situations that you may find yourself in throughout your life that have nothing to do with what you believe you deserve. They may be entirely out of your control. But there are also a lot of situations that you may find yourself in where you're repeating certain behaviors or you're actually seeking that result because deep down 
That is what you believe about yourself. That is what you believe you deserve. So as well as going back and reflecting on your childhood and the things you were taught to believe and the thought patterns that you've grown up and have accepted as truth and values as well as you know it's important to go back and reflect on those but it's also really important to start a journey of self-love and getting to know yourself getting to like yourself and loving yourself because when you really really do love yourself your standards go up and you expect more from life and then you accept more from life as well The next one is a saying that I use all the time and even my husband Matt has started using it now and we say it to our kids as well and that is action builds evidence and evidence builds confidence. So when in doubt over anything in life, if you are lacking a little bit of self-belief, lacking that self-confidence, take an action. That action gives you a little bit of evidence which build your stockpile of confidence. Now, the next one is one that really strikes a chord with me because in a world of people telling you balance, 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 you have to have everything perfectly balanced. I just, I don't know, I'm not a fan of trying to tell anyone to have the perfect balance of every area in life. I'm much more of a fan of going, okay, What season are you in right now and what is most important and how can you prioritize what is most important and allow yourself to accept the fact that those things that are not in your top priorities may just have to slip dependent upon the season that you're in right now. So particularly in motherhood, I think there's a lot of pressure for mothers to be everything. We need to be a great friend, a great lover. We need to work, but we need to be at home with our kids all the time. We need to do blah, blah, blah. There's so much stuff that is put out there that we should be doing. But to me, I've always felt more comfortable going, you know what, right now in this season, when the boys were less than two years old, my most important value was being with them as much as I possibly could be and also finding myself again. So they were my most, you know, important values. So I didn't have perfect balance. I wasn't going out every week with friends. I wasn't calling extended family every weekend. I wasn't stretching myself so thin trying to have that perfect pie of absolutely everything in perfect proportions. And so this quote that I love is all about choosing the big things that are essential to you right now for your season right now, essential. What is most important? Identify those and then allow yourself the permission to let the little things, those non-essential things slip. Let them go. Understand that sometimes to have a firm grip on the big important things in your life, you have to loosen your grip on other things. I love that one. I think it's important that we give ourselves permission to go, you know what, I can't wear all of the hats all of the time. I'm going to identify what is most important to me and I'm going to work hard to give those areas of my life the attention and energy that I know will make me feel happy and fulfilled. But I'm also going to accept that right now when my kids are little, I'm not going to have 
absolutely perfect proportions of every single area of my life. The second last quote that I love to remind myself of is, your body is the only place you have to live. I'm sure that you've all heard that and it kind of might just wash over you and you go, yep, I know that. Yeah, I live in my body. Great. It's the only one I've got. But really think about it. Without your body, you don't have anything. And I certainly don't mean that as in your physical being is your highest value and how you look is the most important thing. What I mean is you need to live in your body right up until the day that you're no longer here. And we all want to grow into old age and still have our abilities and our capabilities. I know that I want to live to see if my boys end up having kids and if I ever end up having grandchildren or I just want to be mobile. I want to be able to still touch my toes and look after myself for as long as I absolutely possibly can. And there are little things that you can do right now as a preventative measure that include exercising, weight training, making good food choices, and really just, I guess, honoring the fact that you only have one physical vessel and that's your body. It's the one place that you will live until you're no longer here. So how can you look after it and how can you start to really, really love it? And maybe I'm more sensitive to that quote as well because I do have a past with disordered eating and for such a long time I hated my body and I really, really punished it. So for me to finally be in a place where I go, oh, I'm so lucky and I'm so grateful to have a body that is able and has put up with so much that I want to continually make choices that serve me um, and my physical state as well as my mental and emotional as well. Now, the last quote that I will end on today is to take the time regularly to redefine what success means to you personally. So all of us, we all walk around with a belief around what success is. And it might be a belief that we have purposefully chosen. We may have sat down and written out, okay, for me to feel successful, I need to reach this level of promotion at work, or I need to make this amount of money, or I need to have two kids or whatever it is. You might have actually written down what success looks like for you. Or you may just be walking around getting about your life with a subconscious definition of what success is that perhaps you grew up with. Perhaps you saw the way your parents lived and to you, that's what success was or how your parents wanted to be, what they aspired to be like. You may have taken that on as success and you could be walking around with this definition of success that has absolutely nothing to do with your life right now. And with that comes the risk of not being able to feel fulfilled because that definition of success is unattainable for you right now. So what I mean is perhaps you always grew up thinking that success was working really, really hard. You had to work six days a week to be successful. And now you're a stay-at-home mum with a young baby and you can't actually be working six days a week or you've chosen not to work six days, six days a week. But perhaps if you don't redefine what success is, you may feel like you're not contributing or you may feel unsuccessful 
simply because you haven't taken the time to redefine the definition. So ask yourself, what does success look like for me right now? For example, you know, for us, we could have made a lot more money. We could have reached a lot more people. We could have invested way more in our business had that been in line with my definition of success, but it just never was. My definition of success was being able to be with the boys as much as I possibly could be and feeling happy each day. And I don't mean happy from sunup to sundown, but just having moments of true happiness throughout my day and being able to be with the kids as much as I could. So I never felt, I have never felt regretful of not putting in more or not trying to grow our business to be bigger because that's just not what success looked like for me at that season of my life. So when you are writing your own definition of success, be aware of what your capabilities and your limitations are right now. Success for you right now may just be nailing the school drop-off and school pick-up, or it may be just getting through the day with your newborn or newborns, or success might be integrating back into the workforce two days a week in a job that you enjoy. I just hate the thought of people living a great life, of having a beautiful family, a thriving relationship, but they're just not feeling fulfilled simply because they haven't taken the time to sit down and ask themselves, what is success to me? Because if you give yourself that clear definition and you can meet it, you can nail what success means to you, you will likely feel more fulfilled. And at the end of the day, I think that's what we all want. We want to go to sleep each night feeling good about ourselves, about our contribution, about our life. And that power really, really does lie within our reach. So I will end it there. They are definitely some of my favorite words to live by. And all of those quotes and mantras and affirmations and sayings are ones that I pull on and I lean into when I'm having a hard moment or when a situation presents itself. It's just one of those quotes that comes to my mind and I go, yep, that's right. It could be don't reason with the unreasonable when one of my boys is way overtired and testing the boundaries. Or it could be, do I really want to do this? Mm, No, it's not a hell yes. That means it's a clear no. So anyway, I will leave you with those. I hope that you've enjoyed this and I will definitely check in with you guys soon. As always, I absolutely love to see how you listen to the podcast, what you're up to, if you're out and about walking with your pram or if you're driving in the car or you're on the commute to work on the train, whatever it may be, take a screenshot of where you are listening to the podcast, pop it up on your Instagram stories and please tag me at Kylie Camps. If you are listening to the podcast on iTunes, please make sure you hit subscribe as well. Hope you have an amazing day and I will chat with you guys very, very soon. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello 
Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.